Listen. Are you listening? <laughs> This is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Okay, touch it up. Get on with it. Okay. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International, and we do hope you guys had a very good Lunar New Year break. I mean, I, cer- I believe we certainly have here at Radio Taiwan International. Uh, up next for you, we have 50 minutes of features, one including hashtag Taiwan, where I talk to you about what's trending online, and we also have status update where Tomas and Shirley uh, read letters from you guys. But we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us on Here in Taiwan, where we come to you in two formats. One is our Facebook stream, and if you're watching on our Facebook stream, today is Monday, February 7th. But we also come to you by way of shortwave, and if you're listening to us on our radio, then today is Tuesday, February 8th. And we're going to be talking to you about some of the news that's been happening in Taiwan recently, one of which is Taipei City has issued something called the Grand Hike Challenge. Now... I'm not sure what that entails. We're going to be going over that with you real soon, but, you know, I do love me a good challenge. Nothing too challenging, though. I don't <laughs> like to be looking too bad. Uh, and the second story is about a Taiwan gambling house busted by undercover police. What were they undercover as? Well, it's probably not what you think. Well, maybe it's exactly what you think. <laughs> I don't know. And then uh, we're going to be telling you about monkeys in Taiwan, which are under stress, apparently. Stressed out monkeys. Stressed out monkeys. And uh, if you, if we have time, we'll talk about how Taiwan has ranked first in a COVID recovery index. I'm your host this hour, Leslie Liao, and joining me today is Mr. Stash Butler. Hello. So, let's, without further ado, that's what we're going to be talking about on Here in Taiwan. Don't go away, you guys. So let's talk about this grand hike challenge that we have. Uh, this comes from the Taipei city government. And uh, I guess this is kind of like a public health plea, huh? Yeah, it's, I quite like the, including the headline. <laughs> it's, this is a kind of a post, a post-Lunar New Year binge. It's the kind of... I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Because it, I think it's a good initiative of like getting people out and about and active. But also, I don't want people to feel like, you know, oh, I've eaten so much, so now I'm, like, fat and overweight. I feel, re- <laughs> I like that said, I feel really bad about, <laughs> like, what I've been doing over the Lunar New Year weekend. I just told Stash in the office, I was just like, you know, after these past nine days of doing nothing and eating and drinking, I don't know where my body, my body has the audacity to get hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I feel hungry. I'm like, how dare you? You don't sir? deserve yeah, this. <laughs> you don't deserve this. I've, I've been so good to eat. Well, good in, in some way. Yeah. Least. Uh, and um yeah i mean we had a quite a yeah i mean lunar year i mean as with many festive occasions around the world it's a time of big eating and drinking yeah um uh and yeah i did a fair bit of that as well what you what you have and I, good? yeah i mean 
like I said, I think I told you I was you know, going around with my friend's house and we were at three different places and there were full meals at two of them. It was oh, like, man. yeah, and you're like, oh, I, I can't, I can't have any more. <laughs> you know but then the families, they're like, eat, yeah. eat, keep I'm, going. To be fair, actually, in the second place, most of the other family, the family weren't, it was mostly the food was there for show yeah, more yeah. than for like, it was more like, here are the things, it's, it's the occasion but we don't actually have to eat. So that was actually a bit of a, a relief. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was yeah. like I mean, a showroom? I mean, no, it's just like it was a dinner table, but clearly like not that many people were like, there was a lot of like, basically the food was almost untouched. Okay. Because we didn't make a dent. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Taiwan always makes it a point to kind of like talk about the Lunar New Year holiday habit because Lunar New Year traditionally is a time to kind of I don't want to say gorge, but maybe feast <laughs> and drink and have a good time and indulge because that is supposed to give you luck for the new year. Because is what it? it's supposed to, because whatever you do on the new year is how that year is going to pan out for you. You're going to be eating lots. So that's what, You'll yeah, be it's, it's, it's going to be excess. You're going to be drunk all the time. All the time. And <laughs> overeating. And uh, always in the lead up to Lunar New Year, like health officials are is just like, you guys got to... You guys got to dial it back, or you have no idea how unhealthy some of this stuff is. Yeah, can yeah. Be. So that's why the the Taipei City government, at least, uh, yeah, they have this hike challenge. Um, I guess one of these public health initiatives. You have to hike around. Uh, it's twelve peaks. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's it's twelve, I believe. Um, of these locations around around Taipei City, so all in the kind of vicinity of Taipei. Do you uh, get anything for finishing the, the hike? You get like a certificate. Uh, so. I mean, you know, it's good enough for some people. Um, I, you know, I, I, I quite like it. You know, I, I'm a big fan of, like, lists. I think you get a medal as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you got me. Something uh, shiny. And maybe some, uh, and some kind of, like, little merch that says, like, Taipei Grand Trail. It's 92 kilometers in total, so quite a long, a long oh, way. Mountains, to too. Wow. Yeah. So kind of along ridges, I think, is the main idea, um, which, is, which is good fun. Because ridges, my, my dad, actually, we, I, I like going hiking with my dad quite a lot. And he's yeah. always, like... He's like, I don't enjoy climbing up mountains. Yeah. He's like, I enjoy walking along ridges because that way, like, you have the view. Yeah, yeah. And you're not really going up and down so much. How do you? Has your dad ever been to Taiwan? He hasn't. He okay. really wants to come, but he's a uh, he's a bit, uh, you know, scared of. I'm not scared. He just doesn't want to do two weeks quarantine. There's a lot of mountains here, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. You could take him hiking. I know. We would have a great time. I'm, I'm hoping he comes here eventually. With the ridges? Yeah. Um. So it says that according to statistics, nearly 40% of people increase their health risks as a result of overindulgence and food and drink during the Lunar New Year holiday. That's a lot of people. It's also, that's according to Taipei's geotechnical engineering Which office. is so, like, <laughs> weird. I'm man. like, hey, this is not, this is out of your pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> you don't tell me how to, like, exercise. It's like if the uh, the Taipei Artist Association took issue with my maintenance schedule of my car, you know? It's something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, this isn't your remit. You, 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 leave me, you leave my belly alone. Yeah, you leave it alone. Uh, so, that's... yeah, I mean, so doing this whole hike would be, they say, about 30, you consume 38,000 kilocalories that's insane a 38 what do you have to eat to burn thirty-eight thousand calories no wait so like like a i guess like if you exercise it's like for a man it tends to be 2500 calories yeah. a day yeah so how many days worth is that that's with oh, we oh got off the back of our head yeah oh, that's that's, tough. that's four and then about uh, uh, 12 right no no 16 yes ish yeah 16 or 16 15, days ish. Yeah. so that's a lot um, that's a lot of days. So there's 12 designated locations. I guess if they give you a medal, I guess I can. You get try. a gift and a certificate. They're, they're, <laughs> let's see if we've done any of them. I don't know. I mean, do you go hiking around Taipei? Kinda. 
But um, um oh, apparently... Zinan, Zinan Temple. Uh, oh, Zinan Temple's a big that's one. That's where one of these pillars are. There's the, the like these pillars you have to take a picture of and and give to the office to prove that you're actually there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. you gotta take these pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently, what do they say? If you you have a year to finish this challenge. Yeah, it's a quite a long time. It's quite a long time. I think you can do that once, yeah. a, you know, go once a month for one of these things. That's only once every four weeks, and they're all kind of, um, like we say, kind of within. They're reachable from Taipei. In fact, many of them involve views over Taipei. So, yeah, I mean, if you're in in Taipei, it's a it's a good initiative. Yeah, this uh, isn't too bad. Uh, I wonder what the gifts are though. But they said, according to the office, a record number of finish, people finished the hike last year, considering that the activities were dis- interrupted by the COVID nineteen pandemic. This is like this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, well, let us know if you guys are, are you know enjoy hiking. What what the kind of big trails are where you live in your part of the world? Gustavo Lucas telling us that he's recovering from COVID nineteen in quarantine until Friday. Good luck with that, Gustavo. Uh, and Moklusa Rahman from Bangladesh says uh, Happy Chinese New Year to Radio Taiwan International's English service. Thank um, you, Moklusa. Yeah. We're and yeah to Jen Delari. We're working on the you know the technical parts, the contrast. We will figure it out. Just fixed itself mid-show a few weeks ago. No, that was that was me. I, I oh, sneaky, yeah. yeah, I sneaky did that. Well, we didn't have audio for a bit. I tuned in and one. I was like, oh, there's... oh right, oops. <laughs> you didn't say big... anything, man. You just I... let us go on without uh, sound. People just like, they're just here for our looks, really. They're not. Here That's to... fair, man. You know what they say about people on radio. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this uh, story about a Taiwan gambling house. And Taiwan gambling, at least in Taiwan, is kind of... It's almost a gray area. There's no, like, casinos. Yeah, so no, no official gambling. There's not official gambling, but, like, the lottery system, you can do sports betting oh, really? in Taiwan. Yeah, like, during the World Cup, there was huge sports betting. Via the lottery? Via the lottery. Oh, So, wow. like, they would... Every day, they would come out with, like, odd... They'd give you odds for, like, what team would do what, and you can oh. put the money down. And that's... I was like, this is pretty... Oh, this is a pretty like extensive is- <laughs> gambling infrastructure. But I guess in man. that case, if it's if it's the lottery, then yeah. it's like controlled by the government. Yeah. So it's like they ultimately the money's all going to go to the government, and I guess you'd hope <laughs> then back to the people in uh in, in in some sort of sense. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit. But then, like you say, like and there's that kind of gambling. There's also a lot of like small scale like family home yeah. kind of gambling. Um, I mean, like mahjong Ma- Ma- being That's the obvious example. Not. That's not illegal. Mahjong's kind of like a game where it's just... It, it, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, that is, is it illegal? I mean, like, well, I mean I'm mean, i not a lawyer. I'm it's not. not lawyer. But like, if you have like 12 tables set up yeah. in like a basement an somewhere... Establishment. Yeah, and you're taking money from yeah, people to gamble there. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, here in southern Taiwan, police officers went undercover and they busted a gambling house... Uh, which was set up by a man who thought the police would be too busy during the Lunar New Year holiday to find out. I love this. Yeah, because he was just like, oh, man, people, like all the cops are going to be too busy doing a lot on their things. plates. And what, then, what would they be busy with? Like, um, I think the the police, because Lunar New Year holiday is a time for people to like, really celebrate, yeah. so the police operate on a like an essential business only uh, kind right. of basis. So you don't, you're not operating at max capacity. Yeah. You only have like... The, the bare net uh, necessities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Look for the... Yeah, exactly, right? Like the Jungle <laughs> yeah, Book? It's just that, yeah, that uh, phrase. Ta- Taiwan's, uh, 
Taiwan's police force is basically just the but then jungle. Like, but then, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Taipei's, Taipei's police force, most of the time, is just, like, noise complaints. <laughs> it's just, like, I mean, my neighbors complaining about each other's noise. I think that's more, that says more about the constituency than it does say about <laughs> I, the I would bet itself. also that a fair amount of what they do at Lunar New Year it might be, like, trying to catch drink drivers. Because, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, like, with any holiday, there's going to be a lot of people drinking, so... And there's people still need to drive, and there's probably some people who think they can get away with it. Yeah, uh, but don't do that, guys. Don't drink and drive. Do not, just, absolutely just not. Never do that, please. So get this, man. After obtaining a warrant, the police scouted the place. There was like this whole stakeout, yeah. and then found it was heavily fortified. Multiple secret doors, surveillance cameras, and guards at the door. I, what kind of operation what is this, joint. man? And also, like, how suspicious? Do you know what yeah, I mean? it's just like, like, like walking by, like, why is that? What is that place? What's the password? Orange soda. Wrong password. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but ca- cops got access to this gambling house because they um they went undercover as food delivery drivers, <laughs> which is so like creative because the gamblers inside they apparently are often ordered drinks to be delivered and um the officers disguised as delivery men gave gained entrance and they subdued the guards on the first floor before proceeding i, like, to the I second also like floor. that phrase they subdued the yeah i wonder like that, what are they i'm doing? imagining like chloroform you know <laughs> they subdued, just, they're like or like what was it did they give him a drink just, did they put him in like a full full also, also like were they uh like think about this like for a second where did these police officers get the costume to be like delivery drivers like were they i mean there's there are a couple of like food panda and uber eats are probably yeah. the biggest ones so in my head they're wearing food panda which is like these bright pink jackets yeah, yeah, yeah. where do they get them like did they did, did they buy them from food panda either that or the police like one of the police officers moonlight as a food delivery yeah, man and like, he's just like we need to get uniforms like i got one in the trunk hey like, don't what? worry and then um, officer chen's got it yeah officer chen's got it. he does it on the side yeah and they get this, like, when the police first raided, apparently the people in the gambling house were so engrossed in playing games, they had no, no idea the police arrived. <laughs> They're like, hey, police. I like, was like, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. whatever. <laughs> um, there were 17 gamblers uh, and a guard and the owner of the house, and they said they seized Chinese dominoes, a tub of dice. I mean, like, why do you need to seize this stuff, right? It's not <laughs> like... Of, ah, get that it's, dice. It's like, oh, these guys were using a tub of dice. Illegal dice. Oh, terrible. <laughs> a whole tub. What? How wasteful. And they also seized uh, six hundred, close to 600,000 new Taiwan dollars or about 21,000 US dollars in cash. That's quite a lot of cash. That's, that's a good deal of cash. They also took down the surveillance cameras and a cash counter. That's... It's a serious operation. This is a serious operation. I, and, yeah, uh, I, I was actually... Uh, this reminds me of this time I was visiting my friend's house, not far from uh, where we used to live, yeah, where yeah. I used, we used, you still live in, in Dan. And uh, yeah, I was just like st- standing opposite, like at the family mart, and then just like about 20 police officers just walk into this downstairs. Like, go, they're like, oh, they're all just standing outside and they just file into this uh, like pool bar. I'm just there like, oh, like, oh boy. Wait, you said this is near where we live? <laughs> this is like um, near Guting, basically. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I know. I think I know who you're talking about. It's like uh, across the, it's like, um, yeah, yeah. Herping Silu. Yeah. So police do do like they do like spot checks. Yeah. And what so that is one of those probably. Yeah, entails that is a whole like squad of police. They go in 
and then they turn on the lights, they turn off the music, and they just go one by one. They oh, you get just take ID's your ID, and, stuff. Yeah. and they just need to make sure that no one's a underage. There's nobody who's, I guess, in this day and age, who's breaking quarantine. Right. If anybody has a warrant out for their arrest, well, you better have gone out the back door. <laughs> Can't be having fun or something like I, that. I think I had friends who had that in a in a nightclub once, which really kills the vibe, you know. Yeah, it's you're done. Um, Delari saying uh, that she visited Victoria. BC, BC, uh, British Columbia, British Columbia. Yeah. That's it. I knew I'd forgotten it. Uh, in Canada, and a lot of shops in the Chinatown area had these uh, old secret. Why gambits. am I not surprised? <laughs> not even surprised. Yeah, these tiny, tiny, tiny spaces. Um, uh, yeah, and then Jen's also saying maybe it was an illegal Dungeons and Dragons game. A tub of a dice. A tub of dice. And then Tomash says, yeah, Tomash, Tomash is also echoing that. <laughs> he says, I have a tub of dice for role-playing games. I guess you should start getting worried. Yeah. Well, Tomash. We're coming. I sit behind you knocking, at work. Knocking at the door. And I am going <laughs> to rat you out to the police. <laughs> We're coming. <laughs> All right, Tomash, let's just do a real quick... Uh, I called you Tomash. I'm I'm not gonna... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Stash. Okay. Uh, what's the, what's the time check? What do we got? We are on sixteen minutes. Okay, cool. So I think maybe we have time for one or two more stories. Yeah. Let's talk about the stressed out monkeys and and uh, Nanso yeah, so San. I feel feel bad for these monkeys. This is um, it's a, it's a stress, stressful life being a monkey. Although it can be actually quite stressful being around monkeys in Taiwan. I don't know if you do you have any experience of being like attacked by them. Well, I hear they're pretty aggressive. Yeah, I've yeah. had I've had friends like had like food. It's like being snarled at until they drop food. Do you know what wow. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, an, yeah. like, a, like a show of aggression? Yeah, like wow. I have friends up in uh, in Taroko Gorge where they, um, yeah, they were kind of sitting there with their, their convenience store meal and then this pack of mon- well, this monkey just kind of like, just like aggressively like... <sighs> you until know, it dropped the food? Until, until she was like... Uh, wow. The food, and then just they always take it and go... And then other friends, other friends have had food literally snatched out of their hands. Oh, so monkeys. what's stressing them out? It so sounds stressing like stressing them top- out. So it's, yeah, it's kind of you know, it's, it's just kind of <laughs> it's kind of annoying. It's a campaign. So they uh, initially they had people were feeding these monkeys a lot. Yeah. This is in uh, yeah in, in in southern Taiwan in Kaohsiung. Yeah. And uh, that meant that there was high population density of monkeys in this or macaques rather, to, uh, for most of macaques in this area of Kaohsiung. Uh-huh. But now. Um, there's this whole campaign to get people to stop feeding the monkeys. Um, so all the monkeys are really stressed out now. <laughs> it's just like they stop giving us food, man. Yeah, they're like, oh man, like this, because they, they have like a really high population density in this area. So they're saying that, like, uh, like to, for comparison, um, in the average density in, in, in Taiwan as a whole mm. is about. 10 to 20 monkeys per square kilometer which is also quite that's a, a lot, pretty actually. good that's a pretty good, pretty good number quantity, of monkeys yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but in in that particular area it's 200 oh wow so it's 10 times i mean i guess yeah, they're probably going to be in clusters rather than spread out evenly anyway yeah, yeah. but but yeah so <laughs> they were telling these monkeys they're telling people not to feed these monkeys anymore now the monkeys are so stressed <laughs> they're balding they're losing their hair i feel bad you know like i'm just like this is this completely like man-made like disaster yeah you kind of yeah we, we we did it to them right because we first we gave them this food but then it's bad for them and then now we're trying to rectify the situation but in rectifying the situation we're just stressing out the monkeys even more i wonder if monkeys are also like do you think they get self-conscious about being about balding like oh, you know maybe. how like <laughs> we should get them like hats yeah, yeah. <laughs> little hats <laughs> little hats little monkey vests i mean i don't think they're balding necessarily on their heads so that might not work yeah yeah some kind of like cool patches or something these yeah, this is uh, they're saying that they've done a study for this basically uh, 
that in in 2015 that they uh, they noticed this, and a study that uh, was released last year blamed high levels of stress for the appearance of alopecia. 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 Is that the 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 condition like yeah, that's yeah. science talk for going bald? Yeah, I think there's okay. I think there's I think humans get alopecia as well, right? I think it's I think it's like where you go. I think alopecia in humans is like when you go completely bald and like you have no eyebrows either. Oh wow, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know that that's a possibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I think so. That's scary. I mean, if you're listening and I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, we're also joined by Uno Nueve Nueve Uno, watching in Taijong, and uh, Jindalari is suggesting Rogaine for primates. TM. Well, that's which interesting. Think, which is that? I think it's like a. Is that the one that's like the caffeine? Shampoo? No, the Rogaine is... It's not the cap. That's Alpacin. Because uh, uh, Rogaine is... It's a treatment. It's hair loss treatment. It's, uh, it's supposed to actually make your hair grow. I don't think it's a shampoo. You just rub it in your scalp and you cross your fingers. Yeah. Well, I mean, so they found that this uh, this is basically caused by stress. And they're not really sure what the solution is, basically. Oh, man. That's really they don't, even, they don't know what to do about well, it. Well, yeah. They're kind of like... So they're saying... The hairless problem among monkeys can only be resolved if their population continues to decrease. But there's a big... They don't know whether, basically, humans should help artificially. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, what would you do? I guess you'd move the monkeys somewhere else? Well, humans started being the... They started this, like, being the problem, (laughs) right? So... I don't know. Maybe like, fix it. Do you be laissez-faire and, like, you fix it again? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, have to, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get back to you once All we right. get All right. So we have some good news for you today. Actually, Taiwan recorded only two domestic uh, COVID-19 cases today, which is the first time we've seen single digits in, I want to say, maybe a week. Oh, yeah. Probably, probably more. Probably I mean, more. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been keeping such a close eye on it, but yeah. I feel like they've... When I've been keeping an eye on it, it's all been in the kind of teens, the mid-teens. So um, apparently, Taiwan has ranked number one on a COVID-19 recovery index. This is from Nikkei Asia, which I believe is a Japanese newspaper. Yeah, it's a Japanese It's one. a Japanese publication, and they say Taiwan is the best at recovering from COVID with a score of 82 out of 10. Yeah, and now, so they're counting recovery uh, as low numbers of COVID cases, Better vaccination rates and more strict social distancing measures. Okay. Uh, so, I I guess, like, because Taiwan has kind of, we've, we're in the middle of controlling a second outbreak, right? Yeah. The first outbreak just kind of came out of nowhere and just sucker punched us. <laughs> and we're like, oh, what do we do? There was a full lockdown and then we, we went back to zero COVID in maybe August of September of last year. Yeah, something like that. And then it came right back up at around January or December, yeah, and then people got started getting nervous again. But it seems like it's tapering off again. The health authorities in Taiwan are saying, "Well, uh, it's they say the situation's stable because yeah. they kind of nipped it, I guess." Yeah, it's uh, I think they've yeah. I mean, I don't honestly, I because I, I was because they 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 we controlled kind of outbreaks of the Delta variant, uh. and and obviously Omicron's more transmissible, but somehow. The same tactics seem to have worked. You know, we've just avoided doing another lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood. There's no wood in here. But There's I'm no gonna, wood. There's some my head. synthetic wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it seems, yeah, that things are actually uh, going, trending down. Um, and yeah, it's good to see Taiwan can recognize this kind of top spot. Um, often, uh, you know, places kind of pass over Taiwan. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what's left, in terms of the countries that are all you know, maintaining this covid zero and doing it well it's it's mostly 
I don't know. It's Taiwan and a, a couple of others. I think, I think the big difference is we have vaccines this time around. Exactly. And that it's really helped us Different out. ball game. Yeah. Different ball Last game. time we didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's about all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to Stash and I talk about uh, hiking challenges and undercover cops and stress monkeys and COVID recovery. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Here in Taiwan. Uh, I'm Leslie Liao. I'm Stash Butler. Don't go away, you guys. Like I said, up next is hashtag Taiwan and status update. Uh, Stick around. See you around. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan. Now, we take a look at social media trends and memes, YouTube videos, or maybe a piece of news that's just got the internet users riled up. You never know what you're going to get here on Hashtag Taiwan. But I do know what you're going to get this week, and that is more news about uh, Lithuanian rum and chocolate in Taiwan. Now, regular listeners might think, wow, you guys sure are talking about Lithuania a whole lot, but that's just the way the news is. Recently, there was a shipment of 20,000 bottles of rum from Lithuania that was diverted from China to Taiwan. China didn't want it, so Taiwan was just like, bring it over here. Now, the company that bought the rum recently announced details about how much it's going to cost and when they can get it. And we're also going to be talking about a sharp increase in demand for Lithuanian chocolate in Taiwan. All that and more coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. At the beginning of this year, Taiwan Tobacco and Liquor Corporation committed to buying 20,000 bottles of Lithuanian rum that was denied entry into China. Why did that happen? Well, Chinese-Lithuanian ties right now are really strained because Taiwan and Lithuania decided to open representative offices in each other's countries. And Taiwan got to call its office the Taiwanese Representative Office instead of something involving the phrase Chinese Taipei. That makes China unhappy because it thinks Lithuania is legitimizing Taiwan's identity as a separate country. So anyway, long story short, China won't import the rum, so that's why Taiwan is getting it here instead. Earlier this week, TTL released details on when it's going to make the rum available for purchase. The company says it will release an initial 6,000 bottle batch on February 1st to the public. 
Each bottle will cost 600 new Taiwan dollars, which is about 21 US dollars. Now, TTL has been criticized online for its pricing. Online users pointed out that in China, the rum goes for about a quarter of what TTL is asking for. But if you ask me, a Taiwanese person, I think this rum is worth so much more than its monetary value. I kind of see it as an important historical artifact that marks a significant time in Taiwanese-Lithuanian ties. But if you're not like me and you want to purchase the rum for consumption, well then Taiwan's National Development Council's got you covered because they published a whole bunch of recipe suggestions using the rum online. As a reminder, if you choose to consume alcohol, be it Lithuanian or not, please do so responsibly. In other news though, Lithuanian chocolate is selling like hotcakes in Taiwan. Natalie, who loves frequenting Lithuanian chocolate shop Ruta, wrote on Twitter that the store was pretty much sold out of many flavors. Now, with the supply chain issues going on around the world, it might take a while for the store shelves to get restocked. But then again, I recently saw a Twitter thread that got me thinking about Taiwanese-Lithuanian chocolate collaboration. Dr. Zhuzha Anna Ferenci first tweeted that a Lithuanian chocolate maker wanted to create a type of Taiwanese-flavored chocolate. Then, Taiwan NextGen founder research fellow Marcin Jezewski actually then went into detail about why Taiwan's chocolate production industry is primed for a partnership with Lithuania. Jezewski tweeted that cocoa beans, the key component in chocolate, first came to Taiwan from Indonesia in 1922. He pointed out that Taiwan's southernmost Pingdong County has a very suitable climate for producing cocoa. He says that when Taiwan was a Japanese colony, several major Japanese companies wanted to set up cocoa ventures in Taiwan. And chocolate made from Taiwanese cocoa beans is supposedly very high quality. In 2019, Taiwan's chocolatiers won big at the International Chocolate Awards World Final Competition, which is a thing, winning 7 gold, 26 silver, and 5 bronze. First of all, I am very impressed with Yezhevsky's knowledge of Taiwan's chocolate production and confectionery history. The chocolate shop in Taipei is part of a Lithuanian confection company that's been making chocolate for over 100 years. So, Jozewski thinks that chocolate made from Taiwanese cocoa beans and Lithuanian know-how could be formidable. As a guy who would gladly go on an all-chocolate diet if not for a family history of diabetes, I really hope that happens. And that's it for this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. Now, I myself am very interested in getting my hands on a bottle of the Lithuanian rum that's in Taiwan, but with what I see online and the support that Taiwanese internet users are giving Lithuania, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it. If I do, I'll let you guys know. As for Lithuanian chocolate, well, I think that might be just a little easier to get than the rum, though I don't think I'll have my choice of the flavors. That's why I think Lithuania and Taiwan should collaborate on chocolate very soon. Anyway, guys, that's it for this week's edition of Hashtag Taiwan. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again very soon. This, this is, is Status, status Update. update. You've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. This is a program where we read your letters that you write us about programs that you listen to from the English service here at RTI. But uh, in the meantime, we're going to uh, update our status a little bit here. It's the second day back to work after a long Chinese New Year holiday, which for most people, it was like nine days long, I think. Mm -hmm. And um, But for us, well, 
we had to take turns coming in and do the news. So yeah, we got some days off, but yeah. not the whole nine days. But <laughs> I can't but, believe it's been so long since we recorded the last status update. Uh, which I know, is, of course, a joke because yeah. we are recording these this back to back before the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. But um, in any case, we we did have some special Chinese New Year. I mean, additions of the shows. So hopefully that you were listening to them and kind of you know getting into the festive uh, mood. With with us on this uh, Chinese New Year's, and uh, if you understand the Chinese uh, zodiac the animals, this is the year of the tiger. And so, um, you know, some people would love to have babies in the year of the tiger. They think that you know brings like uh, prosperity to business and. The baby will be a lively one, <laughs> unless they're girls. Apparently, because because oh, then you think like tiger well, moms. Well, traditionally, no, no, no. Traditionally, <laughs> eventually. Well, I think you told me that um, I did. Girls, I didn't. Girls born in the year of the tiger are like not invited to weddings. Uh, are not. I don't think funeral. it's only women. Oh, just, I oh. think it's like. I mean, anyone you know born under the、uh, under the year of the tiger are, are not welcome at wedding banquets, and that <laughs> goes for my husband John and I together, because <laughs> both of us were born the same year. We're both tigers.、Oh, wow!、Yeah. So. Everyone wants to have a child in the year of the tiger, <laughs> but they、yeah. are not invited to weddings or funerals because they bring bad mojo, bad, bad yeah, energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But of course, you know, I don't think it's really all that traditional anymore. It's not like you、yeah. know, this、um, the the newlyweds are gonna like you know take the、yeah, everybody's like, is, what's is, what, is. what 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 animal? What zodiac animal are you? You're your tiger. Oh no, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not had that happen to me. So, <laughs> but, I, I like the fact that、uh, recently, in recent years,、uh, we seem to be just globally and kind of、uh, abandoning silly traditions that、yeah. you know exclude people and.、Um, Things like like this one, where you know people born in the year of the tiger are not welcome at、right. auspicious events. But wait, there was something that、uh, I mean, people born in the year of the tiger is is welcome. I mean, it's a good.、Oh, okay. What was that? I don't know. You 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 don't want to tell me. Wait. Well,、uh, what I, was it now? I. I Oh no! Oh, okay.、Uh, Maybe just that people <laughs> like to have babies born in the yeah year of the tiger. I mean, I mean it's. Tiger is a is a powerful animal, right? Yeah,、um, yeah. has a has a lot of、uh, go getter energy. Yeah.、Uh, so, yeah, it's associated with、uh, success in business. Right. I was、yeah. just gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well,、um, so we're gonna get to your letters.、Uh, as always,、uh, we always enjoy your letters, whether handwritten or emails. So if you're into handwriting and you're, you know, sitting in front listening to our show and got paper and pen in hand, write us a letter. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. And if you're an email writer, that would be RTI at RTI dot org dot TW. There are other ways you can leave us comments. Right, you can find us on YouTube.、Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and you can find us on Twitter.、Uh, you have to search for Radio Taiwan International English or RTI English on all three of those platforms. Right. Okay, so I've got one here from Jayanta Chakrabarti of India.、Uh, let me see precisely where in India.、Uh, 
New Delhi, India.、Mm. Yes, and、uh, it says, "Dear Natalie," oh, it's written to Natalie.、Um, As a long-time listener, I would like to state my appreciation for your informative and educational programs, which cover every spectrum of Taiwanese life and activity. Radio Taiwan International has helped me to learn more about the political, cultural, social, and economic aspects of your courageous, great country with talented and hardworking people. As a trained economist, I take great pride in keeping a close watch on the development and progress of your country, especially of the sustainable growth made in the recent period in medical sciences and semiconductor industry, to name a few. I would be grateful to have a book on the history, culture, and of the economic success story of Taiwan for my personal in-depth study. I am、hmm. pleased to report on another of your informative and interesting broadcasts listened via online live streaming on your well-structured website.、Uh, let's see here. It's、uh, well, okay. So you listen in on June twentieth from fifteen hundred to fifteen ten UTC、uh, using the internet. So a quality of reception was excellent. Details of the program and comments. It was heartening to learn that Taiwan's Air Force has decided to resume F-16V fighter aircraft training missions. This will help in bolstering the defense preparedness in view of the Chinese belligerent behavior. Recently, a squadron of these highly advanced jets were inducted into the Air Force as a deterrent against any misadventure from across the straits. However, the, the fleet was grounded for safety inspections when one of the fighter jets went missing over the Western Sea on January 11th. In fact,、um, the pilot,、mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we have a we have an update on this. Yes, story, yeah, we、um, did. Sadly, yeah, the remains of the pilot were right.、Found. President Tsai Ing-wen, in her inimitable style of functioning and in keeping with the humane nature, promptly visited upon his family to convey sympathy on behalf of the people. Our country, in particular, wants that friendly Taiwan should be、uh, fully prepared and duly respond. To the challenges posed by the Chinese threat, one hopes the town will always keep vigilant and strong and thwart any challenges to her democracy, sovereignty, and freedom.、Uh, Let me tell you that Taiwan would want nothing more nothing than more,、yes. to never again have to fly another F-16 sortie. I know.、Uh, if,、um, if only that were possible. Yeah, really, really old.、Um, well, that's a fighter jets. Even with、really、the updated machines, I mean.、Um, Taiwan would like nothing more than to just be left alone, <laughs> just be、yeah. you know、yeah. exist here in peace. And I know, sadly,、uh, in view of、uh, the the neighbor、mm -hmm. to the west that we have to deal with, we we still we do have to、um, maintain a fleet of fighters and and prepare for. You know, expect the best, prepare for the worst. Right, right. Of course, we're trying to make our own. You know,、mm -hmm. produce, manufacture our own, but、uh, it would take time. I think we've managed submarines, but that's about there, it. There is an indigenous Taiwanese fighter jet. Fighter jet?、Mm -hmm. It's the、oh. second most numerous. You would know. It's、yeah. the second most numerous、uh, fighter in the Taiwanese fleet of、oh, okay. Uh, fighters. Okay.、Mm, with just just behind F-16s. Ah. Okay. In terms of numbers. I see. All right. Okay, and the letter goes on. It says, "I'm an ex-administrator in the government of India and an avid radio listener. Radio Taiwan happens to be one of my favorite international radio stations." Well, thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be thankful if my report is verified with a printed QSL card. It will also be delightful to receive some postage stamps and promotion material that you can spare. I will wait for the current situation to normalize for receipt of your post. My prayers to all at RTL for safety and good health. Well, thank you. With best wishes and warm regards from India, Jayanta Chagrabati. Thanks for thank the letter. Thank you very much for your letter. I have one from Japan,、um, from、uh, Masao Hosoya,、uh, who writes.、Uh, 
Dear Frequency Manager and RTI, Happy New Year. I am shortwave listener in Japan. I am listening to not only Japanese programs, but also English programs, especially the news program. I received your English service on uh, 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 700 hour, uh, 1700 hours UTC on、uh, January 15, 2022.、Um, we also have attached radio、um, uh, or uh, audio files、um, because there is another reception report from、um, 16th Janu of January uh, 2022. Uh, same frequency, oh no, different frequency, I'm sorry,、hmm. uh, 15320、uh, kilohertz. Uh, from 300 hours to 400 hours UTC.、Uh, I hope these are useful to you and please send me the new verification card. Once again, this was from、uh, Masao Hosoya from Japan. Thank you very much for your letter. All right, thank you. And then I've got one here from Egypt. It's from Mohammed Al Sayed Ab El Rahim of Al Shakya, Egypt. It says, Dear friends at Radio Taiwan International, These are the early morning hours here in Egypt, and with her, I send my most beautiful words of thanks and appreciation to all of you. I wish all a happy and bright day. I will always be loyal to this voice from radio from Taiwan, Radio Town International. Thanks. Well, thank you. And he he he、um, attached uh, these, um, um, how should I call it, these uh, images. Um, on a separate page,、mm -hmm. it's got,、um, it, it says here, it says, Greetings, thanks, and appreciation from the land of the pyramids. And so there's.、Uh, it's a little composition some... of images and. and, and oh, now、symbols. I see. It's, it's a map of Taiwan. It's、mm -hmm. smack,、yeah. smack in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With、um, Taipei 101, and also, I think, one of our birds, indigenous.、Uh, and, 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 mm -hmm. It's a endemic to, yeah. Is it? I think it's a pheasant.、Uh, okay. It looks like、and、a pheasant. And then there's also quail? a quail. No, pheasant. No. This is a pheasant. I was thinking about the,、uh, what's the blue magpie?、Uh, the, the, the blue magpie?、Uh, this is not a blue magpie. Oh, you、uh, would know. Okay. I, <laughs> well, how, how did I become the resident expert on fighter jets and birds? <laughs> I don't know. You're just incredible. And then there's also one of the Buddha,、uh, a statue of the Buddha. And then there's our、um, Formosan black bear、mm -hmm. with、But、the V shaped.、Um, White fur around the neck. Yeah. We also have a photo of Mr. Mohammed、oh, El Sayed. That is right.、Uh, Abd Ibrahim.、Uh, yes. El Ibrahim. Sorry, I'm sorry.、Um, yeah. And, and a few、uh, images that are very specific to Egypt. Egypt, yes, the pyramids.、Uh, there is the, I, th I believe this is the mask, the burial mask of、uh, Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun, yeah. And、oh, okay. uh, we also have a photo of. Paintings from,、yeah. I assume, a burial tomb as well. Yeah.、Um, I'm not that familiar with Egypt. Yeah, which <laughs> I've only been there once when I was there, seven years、anyway. old. So. Oh, really? I'd、mm -hmm. like to visit Egypt someday. It is really, really interesting.、Mm, I mean, I know. You, you, you know the famous quote from Napoleon when he saw the pyramids? It's,、uh, you know, thousands of years of history are looking down on us or、oh. something along those lines. Okay. You really get that feel in,、yeah. in Egypt.、Uh, there are things that are. Mind bogglingly、mm, ancient. I'm sure.、Uh, yeah. Amazing. amazing. Oh, you know what? I realized that, you know, that Muhammad has included two birds that are endemic to Taiwan. So you were looking at this one here.、Yes. I was looking at the one at the top. Oh, that might actually be the that magpie. That is the pheasant. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the photo is、uh, black and white, or it was printed for us. Yeah, sorry. Black and white.、Um, sorry. I, I printed out in black <laughs>、oh, okay. and white, but actually it's in color.、Mm -hmm. And actually,、um, Muhammad has included a map of,、uh, I'm sorry, a flag of Taiwan. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> so much. Very nice.、Yeah. Very nice. Okay. So, that, okay.、Um, uh, I have a letter from、uh, Ida Norihiko sama.、Um, 
who writes, Hello, this is my second letter this month. Uh, because I am a diehard shortwave radio aficionado, I usually enjoy listening to your program from um, 12 uh, p.m., I assume, in Japan's time um, on 15320 uh, kHz. Uh, this is the first time that I listen to Behind the Beats programs as I have to go um, to my work off uh, to the office on Thursdays uh, for the past two years. I like this program very much. Today, the reception condition was not good with weaker signal and much noise, so I listened again on podcast to enjoy the songs. Ms. Benak's talk about the band and the songs is very interesting and informative, which enables me to appreciate them better. I am just wondering whether you can produce the similar kind of program on Taiwan's TV dramas. Oh. Oh. Nowadays, many Taiwan Taiwanese TV dramas are aired in Japan, but we are not familiar with the actors or directors. Mm. That is an interesting point. Yeah, hmm. yeah. And maybe something for us to explore. Right. That maybe yeah. that's something I'm <clears throat> that we can bring up with um, Emma. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. You know, you know what? I think let's talk about um, our the, shows. Who is the mm-hmm. who is the most knowledgeable about Taiwanese TV dramas around the office? Uh not me. Not me either. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I don't watch TV in general. Uh-huh. I I've switched to streaming. Right. But I'm sure that, you know, Emma can actually research into it. It's mm-hmm. not too hard. In fact, she really does a great job with her music program, Behind the Beats, yeah, because right. she gets all these details and, you know, behind the scenes and all these stories about the band and each individual members and, yeah, details about the different songs and things like that. So she does a great job with her music program. Well, Emma has and, extensive um, uh, background in, in radio. Music. Actually, oh, yeah, well, in radio in music, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she, despite being very young, she is very experienced in, uh-huh. in the field. So... Um, yeah. I'm perpetually impressed <laughs> by how uh, the, uh, how how she produces her programs and uh, the, the the quality that she maintains. Right, it's, it's very very impressive. She also does a travel program called mm-hmm. Island Adventures, and is broadcast on Sundays, I believe. And um, yeah, she travels around Taipei, but Satur- uh, it's going to be on Saturdays. Uh, oh, I really? Think uh, according to the new schedule, because the I remember oh, okay. I remember that Sundays. Speaking of new programs, is going to be. A tech day, uh, <laughs> because it's uh, we're going to have my program, uh, which is Digi Taiwan. Uh, we're going to have the download, which is Stasha's program yeah. on uh, technology in Taiwan. Yes, and we also have Harrison's Climate Crunch. Yeah, is uh, that te- techie? I mean, it's mm. about protecting the environment, which yeah. often involves uh, high tech solutions oh, to okay. the problems that we've created for ourselves okay. as as you know humanity in general. Yeah. I mean. Um, well, while so we're on the subject of programs, you know, with the, with February, we're starting um, a, you know, new program schedule. Um, like Thomas is starting a new show mm-hmm. called Digi Digi, Digi Taiwan. Taiwan. Yeah, right. talk about that. I know you mentioned it a bit last week, but mm-hmm. give more details. Digi Taiwan is going to be a program about digital art and entertainment in Taiwan, and I hope to bring uh, some interesting aspects of that to our viewers. We're going to start with uh, video games. Um, something that is um, hasn't been covered uh, on Radio no. Taiwan International yet. Um, now I don't know if that's going to prove popular with our listeners. I, I uh, quietly hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is uh, something that is part of our culture, and it's here to stay. It's not going to go away. Uh, video games, if anything, will just keep increasing in popularity. Right. They will become for. The next generation, what 
TV is for us. Um, mm. So it's uh, something that I'm really excited about. Um, but besides video games, so, uh, because that's going to be the first episode, where uh, that actually airs before this show that we're recording currently. Uh -huh. So if you missed it, uh, you can go to our website. That's en.rti.org.tw and catch it there. Uh, the first episode will be on publishing video independent video games in Taiwan, huh. um, which are games that are developed by smaller teams and with smaller budgets than the kind of big famous video games that you might have heard of, um, but are very often where you find the most innovation, the most interesting stuff, because it's made by people who are passionate about their projects rather than people who just want to make money, like many of the big kind of triple A uh, studios or publishers um, that you, again, might have heard of, like Electronic Arts. Mm. Okay, so anyway, we've named those shows, you know, Behind the Beats and Tomasha Digital Taiwan, <laughs> and <laughs> that you can tune into those shows and write us letters, let us know, let Tomasha know yeah. what you guys think about his show. Please do. Yeah, so in the meantime, we thank you for your letters and keep them coming, though. Thank Our you address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And if you want, rather leave comments, you can find us on uh, YouTube, you can find us on Twitter, and you can find us on Facebook, either as RTI English or Radio Taiwan International English. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you'd like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app, RTI to go That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's rti to go If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune in to 6100 kHz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. Mm -hmm.